Welcome to Weebkend Warriors, a short anime recap and discussion podcast. My name is Raven, my pronouns are they and them. And I'm Fantas, I used Fayfair and Nada. And this week we are finally returning to Brand New Animal with uh, episodes 5 and 6, Greedy Bears and Fox Waltz, respectively. This is the the famed baseball episode episode five here episode. it's kind of a like people people consider it a filler episode and i half agree with them it's kind of filler because not a ton of stuff happens for the story but it does a lot of world building so when people are like oh it's filler i'm like ah. i mean you're not technically wrong but it does a lot for the world building of and Anima it's City. fun yeah it's fun. Yeah, we just kind of, we open up with Michiru playing basketball. We kind of learn, I think we've learned previously that she played basketball. And on the radio, they're talking about how beast men are dying. And the last Dodo beast yeah. men just went the, extinct playing yeah, baseball. The last Dodo who I, I mean, the, the last, the last. Yeah. I, I. Look, the first time I saw it, I was just freaking out because I mean, the first of all, Dodo's the the Dodo Beastman outlived the Dodo. Cool, I guess by almost a hundred years, right? Like, yeah, just and then and they go to play a death game that everyone knows is a death game, and apparently they never donated to a bank. I guess. <laughs> like, I mean, you would you not want want to keep that going a little bit? But I mean, I. Oh, I'm sorry. I was way fucking off on that. I don't know what I was smoking. Um, I must be thinking of a different bird that went extinct in the 30s. Probably the passenger pigeon. Probably, yeah. Yeah, the last dodo dude died. Rip to my homie, the uh, last dodo beastman. But yeah, so Michiru's like, well, uh, she she talks to, God, what's her name? I always forget her name. Melissa. Melissa. She's like, yo, so are there any sports I can play? Melissa's like, well, we have baseball. And Michiru's like, fucking, I'll go watch it. Yeah, because Melissa, Melissa doesn't know what basketball is, I guess. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> Which, she literally how- is like, What's basketball? Which it, it does a lot because it they're they kind of slowly establish throughout the series that there are some beast men who have never interacted with like human the human side of things, like the human world in itself, um, and have only lived as beast men. And then, you know, you got the other people who have all these crazy sports and everything and bring over all of this like for lack of a better term, human culture to Anima City. You know what that means? Uh, no. What does that mean? There's a lot of beastmen who have never watched Space Jam. I. That... <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird pull, but you're right. <laughs> That's a very weird pull, but you're 100% right. I can't argue with that. <sighs> 
But yeah, no, it is kind of weird. Like I, I know baseball is a lot bigger in Japan than basketball is there. But man, I, I, I just, does no one play basketball in that city? Why? I mean, so we'll learn why baseball is popular. In yeah, we get, city. we learn why baseball is popular, but why not also basketball? Um, have you watched basketball? Like, if you accidentally bump into a dude, you get fouled or some shit. So I can imagine why killing people in basketball would go over poorly. You can still have death basketball. And I'm pretty sure you, for one thing, if you hit, like, a player with a pitch, you get called out for that. You do. Uh, I think it's an instant walk if you hit a player with a pitch in baseball. Because I unfortunately am burdened with the knowledge of sports. I'm going to get that wrong, and then someone's going to be like, actually, that's not how that works, after I say I'm burdened with the knowledge of sports, and uh, if you're going to tell me that I'm wrong about sports, joke's on you, I don't fucking care about sports. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, it's an anime, they need a baseball episode. Yeah, so they have their funny sport episode, and so there's something weird about this baseball. I've not really interacted with it that much. I know there are several friends of mine who really love baseball, and I... My understanding is that this and baseball are very similar in which you can just kill a man, you can just kill someone, and they die? in baseball and weird shit will happen in baseball and uh this has more integrity than whatever eldritch horrors are happening in that weird web game but every time i watch this episode i'm like oh yeah this reminds me of that little internet thing that started after brand new animal came out whenever i watch this episode i think about the episode of deep space nine that came out before brand new animal Take me out to the hollow suite. Very good episode. I still need to watch Deep Space Nine. I promise one of these days I'll watch Star Trek. But yeah, so we immediately meet the bears and the flamingos. And one of the bears immediately gets murdered. Like literally just stabbed with like 13 knives in the chest. Going for like running to, I don't know, the next plate. And it's revealed in the sub that the the bear's name is Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. And he dies. Alright. Winnie the Winnie. Pooh is dead. Oh, also, one little thing about the flamingos. Actually, two things about the flamingos. They're valley girls, for one. Yeah. Yes, they are. <laughs> valley girl with a knife, what will she do? But no, one thing is so like this is entirely minor. But like a little mm-hmm. tiny detail I noticed is that the I mean it's it's an anime, they stylize everything, so like they drew the flamingos with like sharp little teeth. Mm-hmm. You know, flamingos actually do have not teeth in their mouth, but they do have like little barbs on their tongues and everything. Hey, that's that's fucked up. Yeah, it's because they're filter feeders. Hey, that's fucked up. They eat shrimps. That's why their beaks are shaped like that. Well, thank you for my fucked up bird fact of the night. Also, You're we're welcome. recording this at midnight my time, so if I sound a little out of it, or this has a different energy... Oh yeah, the energy here is going to be all over the place, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I am home from working a eight-hour, eight-and-a-half-hour shift of giving rich people hotel rooms, so I'm beat. And I just get weird at 11 tonight. <laughs> But anyway, also about the flamingos, they're not wearing any underwear. It's fine. They don't need to. They don't need to. But Toika's I... out. Um, yeah. 
But I mean, hey, at least this way we don't get a bunch of panty shots, so. This show, I we mentioned it briefly. I don't think it stayed in, but briefly in the last episode, maybe it did. I mentioned last time that, like, the show is very not horny, which is good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so one of them dies, and then there's, like, another pitch that gets launched into the crowd, and Michiru catches it, and she immediately just is like, all right, I got this, and then she throws it back with her big arm, because she has the funny tanuki powers. Then their pitcher dies, So they're like, we want her. Give us her. She's our new pitcher. She's been drafted into the baseball war. She has been drafted into the baseball war. There's nothing in the rules that says a Tanuki can't play baseball. (laughs) But yeah, she gets drafted into the baseball. It is a kind of a baseball war, actually. That's the funny part. But she she pitches nothing but strikes against the Flamingos, and they get very upset, and then she hits nothing but home runs, and they win the game. The Bears have never won, and they're underdogs, and it's great, and everyone's cheering, and they're all excited. And importantly, during this whole match, she just keeps using all her cool shape-shifting powers and broad daylight in front of a whole bunch of people yeah in a death sport that has uh, as we're about to learn a gambling problem because people are betting on people who are going to die the winning and losing teams because it's sports of course they're betting but it's more serious i guess because people are dying in these bets yeah so you know she's in there and they're winning and then she goes home and shiro like scolds her for using her powers in broad daylight and she's like ugh fine okay before that we do get like a very brief scene of the mayor asking shiro to investigate the betting with it because it's like illegal to be betting on these death games so the mayor's like hey shiro please investigate and put a stop to this and he's like okay and then he doesn't because reasons we'll get to So, Shiro Ogami, everyone's favorite fucking dumbass himbo man, is like, I don't gamble, and then walks away. And the bears take Michiru to their, like, they live in, like, the slums of Anima City, which, okay, you're a, your city doesn't, you, <clears throat> I have problems with Anima City, because it's mm-hmm. just like, man, we are a marginalized identity, time to recreate everything bad outside of this. Yeah, it's one of those things with, like, Anima City. I wonder if during, like, the initial phases it grew too quickly. Maybe. Like, it's it's not an excuse, but I, I'm wondering what the development was there. Because that is... Because it does feel like something that would happen in something that developed too quickly or that too many people moved in at once or something like that, you know? Yeah, there is a novella for Brand New Animal, which I really want to read and talk about on a patreon that we do not have yet but will in the near future and i think because like i think that would be neat to talk about that but yeah there's like a novella and i wonder if it touches more on the origins of anima city because i'm not going to talk about the premise of it because it's spoilery for the rest of the show but it's really interesting to like read the synopsis and be like oh Because it's a prequel to Brand New Animal. Very far in the past prequel. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a really, these really big slums outside of like uh, the downtown and it's, it's fucking rough. 
that's yeah that's rough buddy yeah and it's like it's like they kind of play some of it off as comedic question mark but it's just like oh this is fucked they're like living and barely holding up like tin little shack and it's mm-hmm. and they like do they do try to play some of it for comedy like there are points later where like jackie is trying to scam other people in the slums for a water filter thing that doesn't actually work for money he is like poor so he did like lifetime payments on a bunch of shit so now debt collectors are over his head and there's there's a lot with jackie uh which is one of the bears and like the main bear that we actually get the only bear i think we get a name for yeah i guess so and he's cool he's a fun character I, I really like his voice a lot in the dub. I don't remember his sub voice. But yeah, the bears are like, please, please join. And Michu like begrudgingly joins and she's like, yeah, only And they have a very if... broad definition of bear. Yeah, they really do. <laughs> they, they already had a raccoon, mm-hmm. which is a washing bear. <laughs> yeah, I... There's so much yeah, to the it's, bears. It's a, and it's, it's fun word play to it, like um the Japanese word for one of the Japanese words for raccoon is araiguma, which mm-hmm. literally means washing bear and I I just think it's cute. That's funny. And then of course you have Tanuki in there because it's mm-hmm. like a raccoon. But yeah, Michiru agrees to join only if they don't hurt anyone. And they yeah, all agree. Which, yeah, her That's like a running thing with her is she's very don't she's kill. a pacifist yeah she's very which is, which is admirable but it's also yeah. like coming in here and telling everyone what to do yeah it's admirable but also these people will play their sport and let them play their sport i say as i vehemently hate uh football which is all about giving another man the biggest brain injury you can yeah um, but that's real and not an anime, so, you know, yeah. I can hate football for giving many people pudding brain. But yeah, their next game is up against the Buffalo. Who are hot. Not my type, but I will agree with you. <laughs> the coach whom we meet for the first time here, I believe, there might be an earlier scene with him, but the coach is like intentionally throwing the game for them. He's gesturing to everyone to bunt the ball. And, you know, they're obviously losing now. And then Michiru gets up and just, of course, brings it all back. So we get a really, really cool scene, which will probably be the gift tweeted out with this episode of Michiru running with cheetah legs. And it's it's really fun. This Yeah, she like jumps so over the scoreboard. and Yeah. Yeah, there's another part where she jumps over the scoreboard to like make a catch that would have been a home run otherwise, which is legal somehow. I mean, hey, you can kill people in this game, so why not? I guess, yeah. If you can kill someone, you can use funny Tanuki powers. So she does that, and then uh, after, you know, they win the game, and there's, like, this whole thing about how uh, the the family, as they're called, because they don't have a funny Italian last name that they could have had. They're just called the family. God, they could have just made it, like, dolphin in Italian, and only Italians would have known. like come on but anyways the family is rigging games for bets probably for money laundering if i had to guess because that's what 
people do with that, I think. I don't know. I'm not in the mob. Yeah, me neither. So the mob has the coach in their pocket that we learn his later his name is Dante. Dante! Dante of Inferno fame. Dante of not in Smash fame. Shoutouts to the Kazuya presentation today. Uh, technically yesterday because again it is midnight but yeah on top of all this yeah we learned that he's working for the family yeah since he wasn't able to like successfully throw the game they're in there giving him shit about it because he was oh they're not beating the shit out of him yet okay Mm -hmm. oh no he still gets a little roughed up oh yeah okay i was thinking of the next one Mm -hmm. but yeah no he still gets a little roughed up and because they had the bidding rigged so they rig in more when they bears lost I guess. Mm-hmm. Though, like, it's... I don't know enough about betting. Rig it the other way. <laughs> yeah. Surely you can do that. Yeah. Why do, like, why do you simply not make more money a different way? If I were you, I would simply money launder the other direction. <laughs> Dumbass. But yeah, uh, Dante on the way out. Uh, meet Shiro, who's trying to get him to testify, and mm-hmm. Dante's denying anything happened. Like, no, I was just in here getting some pizza because I guess the pizza beat him up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn, pizza got hands. Yeah, <laughs> they weren't lying about that hand tossed. <laughs> hand tossed pizza. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. But yeah, he he also we also get a like flashback for him and it basically just runs down like he used to be a beast man baseball player in a human yeah he world. was the beast man jackie robinson sure yeah he was like being discriminated against a lot uh they wouldn't let him like sit on the bench he had to like sit on the ground he wasn't allowed into the, any of the hotel rooms for games he was like had to take a different form of transportation to get to the games and then like finally it came to a head in one game where he literally just murdered everyone in the stadium with him because people started throwing trash at him and like saying stupid shit to him so he morphed into uh what is what animal is he again? An I.I. Yeah, so he morphed into his I.I. form. The writers really like said, hey, what if these people got their ass beat by an I.I. of all and things? I'm sorry, they don't just get their ass beat. They get turned into, like, goop. They're dead. It's blood splatter everywhere. They are gone. There's nothing left of them. So... That's kind of his story, and that's how Death Baseball started, was he came here, and I guess other people saw him kill people while playing Uh, baseball? Well, I mean, I don't know. I feel like they're insinuating that he started Death Baseball on accident because he murdered a bunch of people while playing baseball and then fled to Anima City, and then it's like, well, he did this thing and uh, murdered people while playing baseball, so that's just how baseball's played. Ugh. I feel like no matter what, he was the contributing factor to the murder baseball. I really don't feel it, honestly, but either way, murder baseball started up at some point. Mm. But, uh, oh, so this is when Michiru gets scolded by Shiro for using her powers, and she says that the bears are stupid and that baseball's an escape for her, um, which is kind of fucked up, but it's also kind of funny. We get to see kind of a montage of more games from the bears and we learn that like if they win again it's like they're going to the championships and coach gets like he's like chained up to a crane and gets like dropped into the ocean because they're torturing him and they said that if he disobeys again he's going to die kudo catches wind of this and 
you know, Dante doesn't know anything about Kuro. He doesn't know that Kuro is like a spy for Shiro. So, you know, the championship game starts and all of the bears are throwing and, you know, Michiru learns that they're that the game is fixed and encourages them all to like play to win anyways. So they do. Yeah. But it's like they're like, yeah, well if we lose we'll get like paid out because like I guess the family talked to them directly to get them to throw the game. The family. The family. The family. But yeah, because but it's like Michiru's talking about like, oh man, don't you like love baseball? But it's also like, these people is just dead broke. They need the money. Yeah, you can't eat really a dream. Understand it. Though also, I'd like to say the killer animals or whatever the other team is. <laughs> They're like main guys, killer Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, it is just Chuck E. Cheese. It is Charles <laughs> Entertainment Cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What if Chuck E. Cheese was fucked up and killed people? What if he was fucked up and killed people, dude? Because that's it. That's all he is. <laughs> God, yeah. It's just the character designs in this show are very good. For real, they really are. So during this big game, Coach Dante sneaks out to the pizza joints. To go buy himself a slice and steal all of the betting money. Yeah. Which, honestly, the first time I watched this, I didn't know what animal he was. So I was, like, really confused, like, because I thought he was, like, a chinchilla or something. Yeah. Like a fucked up chinchilla, mind you. Because I was like, how how would a chinchilla <laughs> climb the wall, climb the ceiling like that? But it's like, no, he's an eye eye. Of course he can climb like that. He has those big old ears that makes it really easy to pick the lock. Mm-hmm. Which is like, right. why do they use, like, one of those old school analog safes if there's so many people in Anima City with such good hearing? They got cocky. I mean, yeah, they really did get cocky. They thought their uh, one guy would be enough to protect the safe, and he decided to nap. So, you know, mm-hmm. you fucking lose out on all that money. So, yeah, he he steals all the money, and then Shiro finds him and, like, punches him once and steals the money and then returns it to the family so that he doesn't die and they get their money back and... They're like, why did you return the money? And he's like, because I placed a bet. And then he walks off. And then the Bears lose the game. Yeah, they they lose by one point. Mm-hmm. They lose by a whole point. There was a really funny part in Shiro when he gave the money back. Because, <laughs> like, they're like, whoa, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like, the little dude's like, get oh, him! And right. he, like, just knocks the guys out and, like, disassembles their guns in five seconds. Yeah, he does, yeah, he, he knocks both of them out, like, John Wick style, takes them both down, disassembles both of their guns, and tosses the money back to the guy. And I can't describe it as anything other than John Wick, because that literally, like, I'm pretty sure that's a scene that happens in that movie, where he, like, punches a dude, takes his gun, and disassembles it. Yeah, it's just, it's- it was just the funniest fucking thing to me. It's just... It's a good scene. It's good. Fuck you and fuck your gun. Yeah, right? So, yeah, he destroyed them. And giving the money back, the bears lose. Uh, there was a bit of a speech in there, but it's not really worth reciting. And because they lost, they get all of the money from losing. Yeah. Uh, that they were going to get if they, you know, had fix the match basically though the family pulls the coach aside and he thinks that he's gonna fucking die of course and they're they just open up a safe full of money and they're like there you go for keeping up your end of the deal 
and he says nope no thank you and walks out yeah we get the good ending and he gets out of it yeah however all of the bears still get their money so they go and buy just a bunch of weird shit for yeah stuff that's definitely a scam like i think it was a helmet that was supposed to make them better at baseball yeah and with 14 lifetime payments or something Mm -hmm. they aren't financially literate because they've never had money before Mm -hmm. and it's it's like played as a joke but it's really sad honestly yeah michiru yells at them to return it and that's where the episode ends we get night running yeah and while she was out there doing all her cool stunts i'm pretty sure we get like a scene of alan watching her yes there is a scene of alan looking over the footage from her because that bitch is still a thing and it's not creepy at all you know (laughs) but yeah that episode ends and then we get to fox vault so it opens up with everyone sitting down at dinner or breakfast and melissa i remembered her name gets really mad at jem because jem bathes morphed which is like totally nothing it doesn't need to be we don't even need to touch on it but it's so funny how angry she gets because all of his feathers clog up the drain and she doesn't like cleaning them out yeah And she says the silver wolf is watching. And we kind of learn that like the silver wolf is this guardian deity of the Beastman world. Yeah, but backing up. So for one, how many is is he okay? Is he molting? Because birds don't drop their feathers all the time. Well, usually not. It's like that's one thing. Two, what's plumbing like in Anima City? Do they have to have plumbing that like accommodates this kind of thing? Because getting feathers in the sink, that just sounds so... Mm-hmm. That'd be like such a problem, it sounds like. And three, yeah, if you're going to bathe morph... J- actually, you know what? Just take a dust bath, Jem. Just take a dust bath, man. I can't say I know what that is, but... Oh, have you not seen chickens dust bathing before? No. It's very cute. I'll send you a video sometime. But yeah, but this is all just a way to introduce the concept of the silver wolf again. Mm-hmm. And then Melissa explains that, like, it's a guardian of the beastmen. It'll save any beastmen when they're in trouble. And then kind of gives everyone an offering for the silver wolf. And, you know, Shiro gets one, Michiru gets one. I don't think she gives one to Jem, which is funny. She's just like, no, you can die. <laughs> Immediately after leaving, Shiro eats it. Which is very funny again. Yeah. Backing up, uh, Jem apparently had like a little storybook and he was, you know, giving like a little history lesson. Right. And he talks about wanting to get it like published after he retires. Yeah. And it's, it's a really cute style too. Yeah, it is. I think Melissa's mean to him in that scene about it, which is damn bro. Damn. <laughs> like rip. He deserves a nicer wife. Really, Melissa should just be nicer because she's good to him other than making fun of his storybook, which rules. But yeah, then Michiru sort of reflects on when she met her friend Nazuna. And I say friend, but really I mean girlfriend because there's no way these two aren't fucking gay. <laughs> And they use some really particular wording in the subtitles that is just like, oh, this is a homosexual interaction here. She's like walking with Shiro and reminiscing on this. And then she looks over to talk to Shiro and who's there but Marie. Marie is confronting her about a 500,000 yen phone bill, which... That, even for phone bills, that's high. That's too much. Yeah, that's $4,520.08 a month for a phone bill, Mm -hmm. which is definitely a scam. But Marie is a hashtag gatekeep gaslight girl boss, so it's okay. 
So now Michiru goes and scams poor people for money by selling them the aforementioned water filters that do not work. And then we see Jackie getting in trouble with the family. So he is now being tied up to a like post and he's about to be burned at the stake. Yeah, because Jackie took out some lifetime payments. Lifetime payments. Because poverty is a vicious cycle. Uh Uh-huh. God, it really is, dude. Mob's trying to make examples and burning Jackie at the stake. Mm Mm-hmm. He's there and he's about to get torched when this weird fucking dude just shows up and is like, be kind to each other, praise the silver wolf, and is like, basically, it's like, what if two beefy dudes started beating up a homeless man, and then a Mormon walked up to them and said to stop because of Jesus? Like, that's basically the equivalent of what happened, but then Jesus actually comes down and stops everything. God, yeah. Except we, it's we not Jesus. It's some dude named Jesus, and he looks kind of like Jesus. So, you know, the Mormon guy is basically like, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> um, anyways, enough with my weird metaphor. But yeah, this uh, is our first introduction to... to the Church of Awu. Oh, 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 the Church of Awu. Oh, oh. Then we meet the Silver Wolf, and her name is Desi Wolf. I'm not doing this voice uh, the entire time. I can't. My voice is already shot because I have to talk to people all day. But no, we do. We meet Desi Wolf, who is the Silver Wolf. And what's his name? I don't remember his name. The creepy guy's name. The the Mormon guy. We'll just call, <laughs> just call him the be mormon okay i guess he's more like a catholic guy than a mormon guy which is fucked up because after saying that i'm realizing that there are definitely some catholic people that would just walk up to somebody getting beat up and say that like stop jesus loves you as if that would stop whatever violence is happening hmm much to think about anyways yeah he introduces desilouv as the silver wolf which probably means like god of love or some shit that's what it sounds like, um, at least. Let's look it up. It literally just means deity wolf. God. The Catholic man says, praise God, and the silver wolf morphs back into a human, and Michiru realizes, oh, fuck, that's my girlfriend. That's my girlfriend that's been missing for a while? Hey, hi. And then she gets got by the cult. Just, they like, just immediately whisk her away. grab her. Yeah, they just... She's gone. Goodbye. You said the bad words, and now you must vanish. <laughs> and so, you know, Nazana strolls up on him because she needs to see who, who she captured. And it's revealed, you know, it, it's revealed that, yeah, it's Nazana. And Michiru and Nazana reunite, and they hang out. And Nazana's like, oh, by the way, I'm not actually the silver wolf. Nazana's the dude named Jesus that I was talking about earlier. She's actually a fox, which it's very cool and fun that, you know, like Japanese has like mythology. They got foxes and tanukis being their mythical creatures. And yeah, they're trickster GFs. Yeah, they are. They are literally trickster GFs. The jokerfication of furry anime. God. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
But yeah, so Nazuna like hangs out with Michiru more and explains how she pretends to be the silver wolf. Oh, the Catholic guy's name is Boris. Boris. That's his name. Immediately, Nazuna gets invited over to Michiru's place. Mm -hmm. And Nazuna is like kind of jealous that Michiru is like living this lavish life. And then next in my notes, something that Fantastas and I have been waiting to just say is... (laughs) I just have written down immediately U-Haul lesbians because the first thing that Michiru asks is for Nazuna to move in with her. (laughs) And then, uh, you know, they both go over to ask Shiro and Shiro, for some reason, says that she can't live here and he doesn't trust her. And Nazuna, like, storms off. So Michiru joins a cult to see her girlfriend, which I'm pretty sure is like a Yakuza plot. Like, that's a Yakuza plot right there. I have not played Yakuza. I cannot confirm or deny. But yeah, anyway, Michiru, um, when she joins the cult, she gets a very cool chain with like a wolf emblem on it. Which, honestly, more places should hand out chains. Yeah, you said that when we were watching it, that, like, more cults should just indoctrinate people with a cool chain. And I can't agree more, because, like, if you wanted to get me into your cult, give me a cool chain. Yeah. And probably, like, $500. Give me a cool chain. I'll join your cult. (laughs) See, the thing is, someone's actually going to try and get me to join a cult. God, I mean, yeah, they're always recruiting. But, uh, also, we see Boris has a nictating membrane because of course he does because he's shady so of course he's a reptile he just looks slimy his hair looks greasy <laughs> and that's why i was like you know yeah okay sure <laughs> like i could fucking fry some fries on that hair of his it's, it's greasy in there it's greasy on that bitch but god i wish i had a nictating membrane down with that come in handy I think corvids have... They do. Birds have them. Built-in goggles. Boris asks Nazuna about Michiru, and Nazuna denies knowing Michiru, which sucks ass. Though, honestly, I wouldn't tell him either. He's creepy as shit. He, like, touches her hair and shit. It's like, ugh. He's definitely a freak. Like, he he's a, he's a pedophile. He's nasty. Nasty. So Michiru walks in there and hangs out with her girlfriend. Yeah, and Nazana's kind of mean. But yeah, then Nazana. Uh, no, they're Harold. They're lesbians. <laughs> um, which is literally in my in my notes. Because uh, Michiru's like, yeah, it'll be just like all the old sleepovers we had. And next to that, I just put in quotes sleepover Harold. They're lesbians. <laughs> And then it just says, they just sleep in the same bed. And then I just have Nazana as a queer gatekeeper. I don't really remember what I meant by this, but I know I'm right still. God. But yeah, so we we go from there. It's the next day. And Nazana like uses Michiru to get a meeting with the mayor because the mayor refuses to speak with this church because it's shitty and for reasons we'll learn later she hates everything that they stand for and Nazuna gives this whole speech about how well she's pretending to be a god because the beastmen need one they need something to look up to and it's like shut the fuck up yeah shut the fuck up uh sonic voice shut the fuck up And, you know, afterwards, understandably, Michiru is very upset because Michiru is, like, in good standing with the mayor. And, you know, she's, I 
would even say like friends to a degree with the mayor. Yeah. And Nazana just, like, kind of used that for her own gain. Yeah, because, like, Michu thought, like, it he sucks. was like, oh, yeah, I'm bringing my friend to talk to the mayor. Maybe we can clear things up. And Nazana just, like, switches her whole persona on, like, a dime and just starts going into her, all her shit. And it's... Yeah, and then Nazana afterwards, after Michiru gets mad, just starts, like, mad projecting onto Michiru, like, all of her everything. And it's really shitty. And then Michiru, like, yanks off the chain and then gets the big arm and launches that bitch across the city. And then just kind of walks away and they break up and it's sad. Yeah. And I just have, she's a girl boss gatekeep gaslight in my notes, of yeah. course, because what would it be if I didn't make that joke? Yeah, and she does all three in this episode. She does. She really does. Oh, and literally, like, my next thing is that, like, literally for three minutes straight, like, almost three minutes straight, it's just Nazuna gaslighting Michiru. Yeah. That's all that happens. It, it really sucks. It hurts me and my soul. It's a lot to watch, yeah. So then we get, yeah, we get our first instance of night running over the ending of the show where it's not like the ending animation. Mm-hmm. Which hurts more because it's their theme. Yeah, it is their theme. So we uh, meet you to like crying in bed and reminiscing over the accident that she had with Nazana, which we will learn more next episode that it's what happened Mm-hmm. is like that they had an accident but yeah this isn't an isekai but truck still made an appearance <laughs> truck i don't know enough about isekais to like weigh in but i know like i know like the general thing is like someone gets hit by a truck and then they're isekai mm-hmm. but calling it truck is very funny <laughs> but yeah we get these like shots of like a bike just completely fucked up in a street and then Nazana and Michiru in a hospital room and then them with like casts and stuff hanging out laughing and it's just this whole montage and night running's playing over it and it's really sad and I almost cried the first time I saw this and that's where the episode ends and that wraps up uh our episode as well uh, next week we'll continue um after we're finished with brand new animal we are going to be covering the world ends with you anime uh anime possibly with some guests for our intro episode so look forward to that um it might be releasing before we're actually done with brand new animal on a different feed i'll say now because a lot of things are still up in the air we got to get recordings and set up and everything but uh look forward to that if you're into that um but yeah brand new animal will still be going as normal we still have three more episodes of that but uh yeah i think that wraps us up fantastic you have anything else to add ah. oh my god you did it on air holy shit <laughs> Oh my god, uh, for those who don't know, Fantast can just fucking meow. Um, I can caw, but not quietly, and it is again, uh, 1am now, so I'm not going to do that. But, uh, yeah, I think that'll 
that'll uh, do it for us. Plugs now. Uh, if you would like to find, uh, actually, you know, there are a couple of things we don't plug ever on here. We do have a show Twitter uh, at WeebKendPod on Twitter. Also, our show has not been rated on iTunes at all. If you're enjoying it, just slide on over and give us a give us a review. Just yeah. give us a nice five stars and say that we're funny and cool and have no gender. But yeah, if you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at Corvid underscore Lenore. That's Corvid like the bird, Lenore like nevermore. And you can also find me on Twitter at AB274Fantast. Yeah. And, you know, in the near future, we're probably going to get a Patreon set up so we can do things like movie episodes or novella episodes. Maybe talk about some other anime that are not within our bounds, but just things that we like that are anime and longer so you know fun stuff ahead now that i have moved house and i'm in a new apartment we can do more stuff but uh with that think that will do it for us have a good weekend everyone and stay safe